0: I usually know what I'm going to talk about, or at least have some idea of a topic when I do these things. Um, tonight, not so much. I just felt like I needed to an outlet, I guess. And Really, I had for a long time kind of... Yeah, I used to kind of aggrandize... Uh, have an addictive phone, I mean, I used to walk around and, um, you know, record every idea that I had. They were always smaller, and they were certainly a lot shorter, Um, but also they didn't really lead to much. I mean, when you're, you know, 13 years old and recording uh, what it is that you think about lizards, you know it's not uh, <laughs> all that profound usually, but um, lately I, I guess I've felt the need to I don't know why um, use this more as an outlet as as I have uh, I've been doing more recordings and I've been ramping up the war, the philosophical war, our war, um, is that I always call it so lovingly, our war, because um, it is our war, it is uh, something that belongs to, to all of us, and um, um, I've just felt a need to really attack that full force lately, and I've... Been going back and and reworking the beginning, which uh, I'm extremely happy about. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'm also feeling that Middle Tree is picking up so much because it is. And, um, you know, there are so many other things that the seminary is picking up, which means um, soon I'm going to be teaching whether it be next semester or shortly thereafterwards, I'm going to be teaching. And that means getting up and speaking in front of people and trying very hard not to look like a complete and total fool while I'm doing so. So maybe I just feel like I need the practice here lately. Um, or maybe i just need more of an outlet with all of these other things happening going off as they are but regardless of why i certainly doing it a slightly uh, greater clip than before i enjoy just talking uh, <laughs> Myself, apparently. It helps me kind of relax. It helps me um, not even relax, but just gain perspective, I suppose, in a way. Relax. I follow my own train of thought decently, but I think that this also helps exercise some muscles that are mental muscles that I don't otherwise have. Um, And plus, I think all the more. And maybe the most important thing is that um, I always make discoveries about things that I never even thought were possible or were there in the first place. I mean, I I always uh, kind of surprise myself um, with with some of the things that um, I've come to discover and um, and that's not to say I'm always so impressed with what comes out, um, but I, I suppose that's not to say that I'm, I'm not impressed. I, I don't feel while I do these that uh, sounds, I don't know, um, kind of, you cliche or sort of, I don't know, thin, but I often feel like it's not really me working this stuff out it's, it's just kind of flowing through me and, and obviously this is what nonjectivity really is all about is that you know we're vanguards to to the, the happening uh, the happening flows through us being flows through us and when I do these I think I feel that caressant happening the most um and so I, th- I think that's why I so in- enjoy, and I think that I just you pull it all together when you really, or when I really do this, because it's it's a holistic happening, right? It's a it's a using of my cognitive cognitive capacities thinking out loud, articulating it. So it's kind of almost just an exercise more than anything. And for me, that's important. But here tonight, I guess I just wanted to talk and reflect on things. Just my general state of where I am in life, I think. Um, Because... We don't take the time to, to do that uh, as often as we could. And things have been so chaotic lately in a great way, but uh, there's been so, so much going on lately that I don't know. I guess I just wanted to talk and see what I find and I suppose document it. Oftentimes, I'll just talk to the Vim, talk to Verity itself. and But not, not as often as I'd like to. Uh, Uncle Tone kind of taught me how to do that. Or he at least, like he did in so many ways, he gave me the permission to do it. Just like Uncle Chuck gave me the permission to not be a traditional academic, to follow my own path. You know, when I first got to Claremont Graduate University, I tried like so many other students, like all the other students, to, I just tried to, you know, be that that student, that student who was so smart and who knew so much about so many things And Uncle Chuck gave me the permission to to not, uh, to just be myself. And just as Uncle Tone gave me the permission to go back and, and speak to the world, speak to reality. I, I've noted before, I've admitted before to, as a small child, Speaking to everything, the immaterial, inanimate objects, as if they could talk right back to me, as if everything had some sort of soul, and I I think as we all have, I, I, I lost that capacity and that... I guess it was a want I suppose um, but uh, whatever it was you know, I, I lost it I, I don't do it didn't do it anymore for just a long time and you know maybe these dictations are a way of rekindling that in some form because uh, I feel like I look or sound ridiculous if I'm just walking around talking to Verity, although I wish I could do it more. There's a great character in um, the Mel Gibson movie, Braveheart. Uh, I think it's John or something. He, he's always talking to the Lord. <laughs> but And I always loved him. He was my favorite character. I forget what his name was, but... He is he one of Braveheart's, you know, closest allies. And, uh, yeah, he was always talking to to God or to his God, right? Um, and uh, Uncle Tone gave me, again, he gave me that permission. He you know, told me that it was okay to do that. And so many times in life, I think that we just need somebody to tell us that it is okay to do the things that we want to do do. so many times in life I uh, think we are kept from those things by the precepts and the walls built up around us by the world. <clears throat> and we never take time to reflect we never take stock. And ourselves we never take or we seldom get the chance to in a holistic way sort of do what I attempt to do with these dictations and reflections is with my whole body I mean I I go out and I get away from everything I, I walk I walk and that gets kind of my juices flowing and it allows me to, to reconnect. I remember in my Religious Quest class with Dale Griffith, who was a man I can credit for allowing, again, allowing me to be me. I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on record but I tell it a lot to people just in general is that (laughs) I'll probably in subsequent recordings I've told it a hundred times, you know, after this and maybe I've told it a hundred times before. At this point I forget what it is that I've put down and what I I haven't but I live a very blessed life and I was a bad student in high school. I I didn't care and I was frustrated because I didn't understand things and school to me, I didn't have the language to articulate this at the time or to understand it, but it was one big concept after another and uh, we all know <laughs> how I feel about conceptualization and um, it wasn't until my first semester, senior year of high school that Dr. Griffith allowed me to to be me. And he was the head of the English department at the high school, and he only taught one class, and it was called Religious Quest. And again, I'm a perennial C-minus student. Hell, I went to go to apply to my PhD program, and I was working at the Hofstra Dean's office at the time as the assistant to the dean. And one school asked for my high school transcripts. And uh, I said to my boss at the time, how do I get a copy of my high school transcripts? And she looked at me and said, you have keys to all the files of every student that's been here. Why don't you go look them up yourself? And I went, oh yeah. (laughs) So I went and looked at my, looked at those transcripts and, Yeah, I had a 2.0 in high school, 2.0, that is a a C minus grade point average. Um, So I was just not a good student, Uh, and except for until I got into Religious Quest, and in Religious Quest, all of a sudden I was the valedictorian. I was head and shoulders above everyone in that class, and after a couple of weeks, Dr. Griffith pulled me aside after class and said, I'll never forget the conversation we had. It wasn't long, but it was so impactful on me that it changed the course of my life. He said, what are you doing? with your, What are your plans? What are you doing with yourself? What, what do you plan to do? What do you want to do after school? After high school, after graduation, I said, I, I don't know. I really, you know, I want to go to college, I suppose. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to do. And with a very, very serious tone and a serious looking me, he said, you have such a powerful mind. I don't remember what else. He told me? Or what else the rest of that conversation held. All I remember is that he said that those words verbatim and I think I maybe even lost focus because no one had ever told me that I was smart before. No one had ever Again allowed me had given me even the allowance to to say that that to think of myself as intelligent, not just intelligent powerfully intelligent not just not just ahead of the class beyond the class altogether here's a kid who was by all measures, a bad student, and here's the the head of the English department. A religious quest is this legendary course at the high school. Only the seniors got to take it, and he only took it one semester. And Dale Griffith was like a sorcerer. He was like Gandalf. He was a wizard. Is a legend, just a legend. Uh, yet no one really knew all that much about him, and. He was one of those behind-the-curtain kind of guys who was just unabashedly respected. And here he is telling me that, you know, I, I have something. And from that conversation, he got me... To talking to our college counselor, and our college counselor, I guess, re- said uh, or noticed the same thing, realized the same thing within me, something I hadn't, again, realized at this point, and he put me on a plane with me, he got on a plane with me, and we went to New York, and he got me into Hofstra, they treated me like, uh, like I was... I had a you know 4.5 GPA and and was gonna bring money like I was a donor I ate at the president's club and you know met with department heads I mean it was it was surreal um and that sparked my whole future but again somebody allowed me somebody gave me... The allowance. They gave me the keys to myself. And that's kind of what I hope... A philosophical war does... For others. It's... It sounds so... Maybe uh, high uh, in... I don't mean for it to be hubris... Or like... But it, it's sort of my gift back... Um, my gift that I can it's the—it's what I can give you know, I don't have money I don't have I feel I don't have a family at least at this point I mean I've got my you know my folks and my brother and his wife and, and my nephew and my niece on the way I'm so excited about um, and I've got all my cousins and all my aunts and uncles but I don't, you know, I don't have a family and I, I'm kind of wondering if I ever will I barely have a girlfriend poor Trish, poor Crystal poor frick, going all the way back to my college girlfriends Whitney and Talia and these poor people it's not difficult it's not easy to, to love me, it's just, it's just not, and not because I'm a difficult person, per se, not, that's really not it at all, and I, I think I can say that, I I, th- I think that's, I can safely say that, I believe, I truly believe that I'm not a difficult person, and I, I think that if you talked to them, they'd say the same thing, it's not that I am a difficult person or a, uh, a bad person or anything like that it's that I'm hard to love because I don't let anybody in that that close and I know that sounds so familiar that sounds like every other person's hang up with love or with personal relationships just in general but I have come to so many relationships in my life because because I wanted someone or wanted to be with someone or wanted to know more about someone. And then that just parlayed into, you know, boom, I woke up in a relationship kind of one day. And I, I think that that's, what so many relationships become is that you just kind of, well, you're just together, I suppose, now. Um, There's no grand decision. And I always sort of was uh, regretful or spiteful of of that. You know, I didn't ever think that that's how it should go off. I always wanted, uh, well, obviously more. You know, I always wanted, you know, some, some, uh, I don't know. I felt like I didn't have much of uh, control over over things. Um, and then, of course, as I've explained in in the past and and other, you know, dictations, I, you know, I didn't want something or someone, and they're like, well, okay, buddy, you know. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna move on, and I was never okay you know with that uh, because that I'm losing someone and you know, I never, never want to lose anybody. and I, I, again, I've explained this and dictations about my difficulties with, with love. And, and that's not necessarily... I don't think what I'm really interested in exploring here today per, per se. But maybe I shouldn't dictate where what I'm interested in talking about <laughs> uh, as I talk about it, it. Might be more beneficial to just acknowledge that I'm not, Necessarily, the easiest person um, to to be involved with and again I don't I don't mean to be I just always am looking for not even what's next but I, I don't ever want to be tied down I don't ever want my experience to be limited and yet at the same time I fully understand that so much of life is about sharing the experience and building experience together with somebody and yet at a certain point one of you leaves the other so I I don't know I I'm not sure that I myself if I could come to a philosophical resolution about what's best about whether one should be involved or not with another human being till their dying day or the other human being's dying day I I don't know I don't know whether I don't want to explore that or I don't feel like it's worth my time I, I don't know I just know that it's 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 not something that at this point um, I'm interested in. I've never been swept away by the overwhelming current of of love. All but one or really one or two times, I mean, one or two times, and even then I was forced into it. I was given an ultimatum, you know, you either love me or I'm gone, kind of thing. And I, I never wanted anybody to leave, you know, I've, I've explained this, but I wish, I wish there were more of me so that I could, so I could give people what they want and still protect my own freedom, my own ability to, to experience and to to go and do and be me without without hurting my partner or somebody else or, you know I've just always wanted to be unattached, I guess, but maybe unattachment leads to a perpetual life of talking to oneself on nighttime strolls, you know, through nowhere. But then again, is that so bad? If I had a child, I mean, I've already got two giant jobs. Could I do, could I do them? with a family to boot I'm not sure that I could and really I feel like I've got three giant jobs I've got Middle Tree, I've got the seminary and I've got a philosophical war to conduct all three of those things and one one of those alone would be enough to take up quite a bit of time so I'll be anxious to really solidify all three of those and we'll look forward to being able to not rest on my laurels so much as just rest (laughs) a little bit maybe but i i've been getting some decent rest lately last week not so much a couple weeks ago i was on a new Well, not a a new dosage. I've been self-medicating with supplements. (laughs) Uh, And particularly we found ashwagandha has been an Indian Indian herb uh, root, has uh, been extraordinarily effectual in a variety of different areas. For me personally, emotionally, health-wise and other, gives a lot of energy and it also kind of serves to relax a person all at the same time, which seems counterintuitive, but that's what it purports to do. And I can kind of say that I I have felt that uh, in a way. And, Anyways, uh, I am also, though, as I am with so many things, hypersensitive to it. And... This being the case, I at first took too much of it, and then, you know, uh, I think I, I brought myself down to a, um, a very, very, very low dose, which still seemed to be, well, I think, effectual without, um, without altering my natural state too much, which I, I think is the, the point to any good, good supplement or drug or w- whatever, that it, it supports you without sh- altering y- you. And maybe there's something to that. Uh, uh, you're supported without altering it. Uh, I think that's the hallmark of, of any, again, good, good supplement. And I don't even just mean um, physical one or, or medical one, I mean any um, system, any, any anything. Again, it's to support you and still allow you to be you. Um, but, anyways, I uh, then after a time figured, well, I've been taking it for a couple of months, I'll up my dosage a little bit. And between doing that, and uh, we've been very up in the air about what's going to become of Middle Tree's location, we're locked into this longer lease. Uh, we, we just re-signed a, a longer lease, and we, you know, wanted to move into this much larger space, 5,000 square feet. We, we would have been moving from 5,000 square feet, uh, or excuse me, into 5,000 square feet from about 1,300 square feet, 1,288 square feet is where we currently are and yet much of that 1288 square feet is unusable because there's a patio that we only use half the time there is you know a very small little storage space the waiting room isn't really for class we only use really a few hundred square feet for actually doing the business of of teaching and tutoring where you know, five thousand square foot space would give us all office space, and so we. This spot had several different floors, but anyways, um, I won't get into what happened with it. But something happened with at least a portion of that space, and we might not be able to to get the whole thing. Although we're still hoping to get half of it, and then stay in the spot that we are currently and, and rearrange it a little bit. But anyways. I just wasn't sleeping very well. I wasn't resting between the larger dose of ashwagandha that I'd been taking and just being stressed out at work. We are growing so quickly. We uh, we had nine new students sign up in the course of like ten days. We've, we've been doing amazing and. You know it's a it's a testament to everything that we've been doing at at middle tree from you know from from me selling it to the overall brilliance of the program and and fuck yeah i will take some credit for that i'll take a lot of credit for that in in fact Because I just thought of the... And it wasn't even like I thought of the idea so much as the idea just happened upon me. About to just let people stay. Just let them stay. Give them all that they need. We got tutors here. Sure, just people who are willing to work. Just let people stay. It's been that model that's been so influential and so helpful for our students. Um, And it's made all the difference. And again it was born out of the fact that we didn't we just didn't need anybody to to go anywhere um, because we didn't have any students <laughs> at first so why why make people leave um, so